Well, thanks for coming, Lee, to this meeting uh-huh. of the minds. Is this, this an intervention? <laughs> it feels yeah. like an intervention. <laughs> Just how everything, all the small talk ended and suddenly it started feeling yeah, serious. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks for coming. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose we should get on with the agenda. <laughs> Okay, we'll just we'll just we'll, we'll start. Um, welcome to another episode of uh, Survivor's Guide. Um, Amy, James, hello, how's it going? Hi. Um, our guest today has already been insulted by Amy. She called oh, him a okay, coward <laughs> because his camera wasn't on, and uh, we he was just calling out for his cowardice. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, is it calling out if it's stating the facts? No, it's true. Or you're questioning. Yes, you were challenging him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's, he's, I think he's passed the test, Amy's te- the Amy test, and he's here with us on his very fancy looking mic from his uh, from in front of his colour coded bookshelf with over a, I would say how many books there? A few hundred, hundreds, hundreds of books. And one time I asked him, "Have you read these books?" And I think the answer was yes. Anyway, it's Walid. Walid Ali, how's it going? Hi, hey, well, how are you? Have you read all those books? No, I think I wrote most of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've definitely written a book. Have you just yeah. um, had them yeah. republished in different I've covers? Written, no, no, yeah, right. I've written one book. <laughs> I think also you're going to realize, you're going to notice that he never takes a book off the shelf, and that's because if he pushed it a bit, his finger would almost go th- like go through the backdrop, or it would just fall over. No, what, what would actually happen is it would open up, and you would see a pole leading down into a cave. <laughs> to the Illuminati headquarters. Yeah. Ooh. Can you confirm or deny, are you officially, are you a member? You know I can't confirm or deny that. Hmm. The other day, I had this, this conversation, over text, this conversation by text, mate. Can I um, confess something to you? Actually, it's not a confession. It's more getting something off my chest. This is great for this is great for publicity. I, I we'll lead Ali's confession. Yeah, yeah I, I can see the Daily Mail headlines already. Um, I can't stand this bookshelf. Really? Oh, why? This Looks is beautiful. The, this is probably the biggest conflict I have with Susan. Because <laughs> you don't like the coordination of the colours. I can't stand it. Really? What? No, the, it's just the colour coordination or more. Well. I, I don't mind the colour coordination in and of itself, but have you ever tried to find a book <laughs> when the only way you can decode where it might be is what the colour of its spine is? Most oh. people have about 20 <laughs> books, so you just, you, just re- you just go through all of them. But um, Yeah, but I that, can't do that. But yeah, the Ge- Mr Dewey, when he came up with his system, <laughs> didn't even consider colours as a possibility. And do you know why? Like, colours, that's not going to fucking work. Yes, because he realised it was a stupid idea. <laughs> it's very interesting. Oh, for those of you who can't see, which is everybody apart from the th- four of us, um, you got, Walid and his family have a bookshelf that is just, it's like a, there's, a, there's a yellow shelf and then it blends into green and then blues and then Reds yes. and, it's, and it's, I will it's, confess, it's, like, it's very well organised. It's for it's Instagram, that's what I don't like it. I'm not, yes, I'm not denying the aesthetic appeal of it. Hmm. I just find it pointless because the other thing about it is you might think you can figure out where a book would be by the colour of its spine. You might think that. Yeah. And in some cases you might even be right. Uh-huh. The problem is there is an alarming number of books that, don't match that the have colour. a different coloured spine. Okay, terrorism, that would be red or orange. 
right? Yeah, so that is one interesting thing about this mm. is that you you do see correlations between colour and topic. Yep. So let Are me there see. any terrorism books in blue up there, in peaceful-looking no. blue? No, yeah, blue is too calming. You know what? There is. <gasps> is there? Uh, I know for a fact because I remember having to find one of them when I was doing my bloody PhD and I couldn't find it. And then I remembered it was blue. Um, Maybe it's about like waterboarding or something. Don't you hate it when you're doing your PhD, guys? <laughs> Excellent. Well, so this is, the, this is the point, right? I don't mind this if your bookshelf is full of, say, fiction. Mm. Right? But where a lot of these are reference texts mm. that you need to keep going back to because you're doing research and trying to write something that's like research-based, it's really, really frustrating. Because you need to go find that book. It's like, oh, where was that quote? Oh, that's right. It was in this book. All right, I'll just go find that book. Three hours later, you're trying to remember what bloody colour the spine is <laughs> of the book instead of just having it organised by sort of vague subject matter. So you go, oh, yeah, that's kind of in the politics or the terrorism section or whatever, mm. and then you can go do it. Anyway, you gave me the challenge of a blue terrorism related book. Right? A scary blue book. Some sort of, and by the way, guys, the confession here is that what he's leading to is that he's, got, he's now hired a um a child who works for him full time just looking for the books that he needs. That's why he's got children. He wouldn't even get like a proper ladder. So the child has a rope ladder on like <laughs> some hooks. Then the child has to throw the hooks up yeah, to hook them over the top of the bookcase, which is twelve meters high. And, and then yeah. the child has to just climb up and down. It's weird. People can't see watch. the blood stains on the rope, but there are there's lots of uh, little <laughs> yeah. handprints. My he buried favorite... the lead that it's above a shark tank. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Do you know what I like most about this description of yours? Is it sounds like I have an amazing house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to find this book. I know this book is here. So, do you see the problem? Yes. That proves that basically all the blue books, are, that they, they match the, the, the But colour. this system is unfortunately the epitome of style over substance. Like it mm. looks yes. great, but it is just so lacking function. So this, this is, is exactly my argument with Susan, right? If if I were being less kind, yeah. I would say be hard that for you to do. The only people who arrange bookshelves like this yeah. are people who have no interest in reading the books. No, but you guys actually read all of them. Like um, that's the I, problem is she I, reads more than me, so I can't make that argument. I tell people this this uh, fact that I thought I got from Susan, which is yeah. that um, you are your IQ. <laughs> Um, or your your intelligence increases or something merely by having more books in your house, even if you don't read them. And I think I might have told you this, James, before. And, then <laughs> oh, I, and no, I once told Susan that she's like, what? I've never said that in my life. <laughs> no. I, it, you know what I think that is? I think that's a version that that's like a, a, a misremembering of a fact. Okay. Well, so I think it's something like a, a kid's, it's something like a kid's performance at school mm is can be predicted by the number of books in the house. Even because if they because they're those. smarter, because smart, people that are smarter have more books. Yeah, it probably isn't about the book so much as what that says about the kind of uh, graph in. Right. So, so, so and, if you, you know, have more actually, equipment, you're probably going to have bigger muscles because you're just because you, I don't think it's quite like that. There's, but there is more of a chance that you'll use the gym equipment it. because if you don't have gym equipment, you yeah. can't use gym equipment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, sure. But what's interesting about this is you don't even need to use the books as a kid. It no. shows up in better school performance. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, see that's I mean, why like, there's so many strong kids even, around. You don't even need to read them and you're smarter. So why doesn't that apply for adults as well? So kids get smarter without even reading the books, but adults... Why don't that? So I'll just extend that argument. Say so it's for everybody. Yeah, you Buy can if you like. But I think IQ. it's more that it means kids grow up in a house that kind of cares about knowledge. Education. Do you know what I've just discovered? 
is in the blue section. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, and I don't mean this to be self-referential as it will inevitably come across. My PhD is actually in that. Oh, and that is definitely on. about terrorism. <laughs> Would you like me to do a reading? Yeah, can you just, just, no, just show us the cover. I haven't seen the cover. I haven't seen well, the, there's no I've cover. Been... It's, it's just kind of bound. By the... uh, oh, yeah. It's such a brick. I can't Guys, even get I, when it. Can you, can you see one, that? That's this one. I remember one time I was at his house late at night trying to – actually, oh. you were helping me with a maths equation. Remember that? Someone needed it. Well, I, yeah, I remember I was helping someone out with a maths assignment. Anyway, long story short. This we'll is leave, it. There it is. Whoa. Thick. Anyway, we'll leave it. Let me oh, read. I read some of it, and I swear it was one of the most. Uh, this is meant with no disrespect. One of the most depressing things I've ever read. I literally had a not, like a really bad dream that night about it. I told Waleed. It was like the 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 point of his PhD was that terrorism. I'm gonna completely misrepresent it. I'm really looking forward to this retelling. <laughs> Go. Terrorism is a social fact. It's not going away, guys. You don't need to know. You don't need to learn terrorism to actually do terrorism. As long as you're around terrorism, yes, house, you can become yeah. a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Kid, kids who grow up with a lot of terrorist attacks <laughs> around their house. house. Yeah. Actually, there is probably a correlation to the yeah. politics they end up uh, adopting. Right. That's probably true. <laughs> so, do you reckon if you grow up around terrorismy things, you'll pro- you're, you're probably more of a terrorist? Sorry, what did you say? What? If you just grow up around terroristy things, you're mm. probably more like you probably have more of a terrorist um, inclination, like leaning inside you. So we trying to say? Yeah, well, it's a real oversight in my PhD. I didn't look into sure. that. I'm sorry. Do you know what's really odd is I've just opened up a page randomly, and the page that I've opened up to references the book that I was looking for <laughs> with what I think is the blue spine, but I can't actually Does find it you, the book. It doesn't tell you what color it is. Don't worry. No, this is, this is the thing. I mean, this, is, this is what's going to have to happen now is people, when they do footnoting in essays and books and so on, are going to have to write the spine colour. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, um, author, title, um, place of publication, publisher, colour. page number, mm. spine colour. I just want to uh, uh, shout out to all of our colour blind listeners out there. And uh, <laughs> this is probably a really frustrating conversation for them. Can I say this really is definitely the most visually determined podcast I've <laughs> yeah. ever done. This is great. Sorry about that. <laughs> we were talking about the lockdown, right? And you know how yeah. it's been extended by two weeks. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but uh, gotta do, it's the right thing. I think it's a good, it's a good thing. Well, it is like, Actually, I feel quite excited about this, and I think maybe it was just the language used that didn't make everybody else feel the same way. Can you explain that? Yeah. Do you think I'm right before I explain this? No, I actually do think I, I said to a couple of friends afterwards. I was you like, said this in an article, right, in the paper. Did you? Did I? No, I didn't. Do you I just know. use your articles on me in conversation later? Um, this is you do this with your stand-up as if it's your something you've just thought of mate, there is no way i'm wasting my gold on a conversation with you no <laughs> way oh so we can just tune out now then i guess <laughs> well the presence of amy and james changes things a little okay. bit. yeah um no uh what was i saying that's right so this is just the way I heard it, right? So when the Premier announced um, extension of stage four lockdown, but what the changes would be, I heard, okay, so for the next two weeks, your one hour outside gets to go to two hours and the playgrounds will be open and you don't have to go for a walk. You can just meet for social interaction, which means you can just hang out with someone 
in a park. And I read that as like, oh, right. So everything's actually starting to open up just really, really slowly. But he said it as it's an extension of stage four for two weeks. So I just wondered what would have happened if instead of saying we extend stage four for two weeks and then make these tweaks, if he just said, starting a week from today, we begin the process of opening up and we're going to do it really, really slowly, but we are going to start walking down this road really cautiously. And it begins by doubling the amount of exercise or whatever outdoor time you can have. It begins with expanding your possibilities for social interaction because now you can have a friend uh, just to visit socially in a park as long as you're distanced and wearing masks and all that sort of stuff. Um, well, and the playgrounds is- are going to be open so the kids will be able to get out there um, that have been cooped up for so long. And thank you for your efforts, by the way. Um, and now <laughs> you're going to go out there and you can the seesaws and the monkey bars and all of those things. I want to hear the Premier say seesaws cool. in a press conference and monkey bars. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is, you, I don't know. That's how I heard no, it. No, and that's right? the thing. It's so much more positive. And, and I was, and, and I think, listen, the, the, the problem with Daniel Andrews is oh, not that he's. Shut up. <laughs> no, this is what it is. No, but do you, wanna, do you want to bother saying something that I'm going to edit out anyway? No. You've got to keep this in. Okay. And, 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 he, and I know he's a big listener of the show. Um, actually, I don't know. That. Yeah, probably not. I hope he does listen. Ever, ever since you started doing his propaganda, mate, I think he's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is that, even when he's giving good news, he just sounds like the angry dad. So he'll say something like, it's, it's all looking very positive, guys, but we need to stay the course. We can't, it's not over just because we want it to be over. And, and it's always, he's always got that kind of negative sounding, but even though he's saying positive things, whereas yeah, but someone like Scott that- Morrison is always upbeat and happy. Oh, guys, it's so great. What? Everything's, I oh, love Australia. Don't you love everything? How um, good. How good is How this? good. How good. Is Isn't the, a, angry, the angry dad thing is kind of like a, the on point though because he has to be like that because it's all like this protectionist policy that they have to make because yeah, everybody think- is basically little kids and can't be trusted not to True. just do but, so. You can, I think you can use a stick. You can use. You can be the angry dad, but then also you got to use the the carrot, guys, which we'll come to shortly. No, you've got to. You've got <laughs> oh to. You've got to. Enti- you got to get people excited. So, get okay, them pumped. So, so here was my uh, question uh, for Nazim and James and, and, and Amy. I want. I just want to end with. I think what lead should run for Victorian Premier. All right. So, well, this is kind of what I was asking was, should I run? No, what I was going to ask, <laughs> no, it, it kind of, it, it jumps off what Nazim's saying. If he'd characterized it the way I just did. If you're taking your advice would, by Would email. that have been a good thing and taken well, or would that have been taken really badly? As everyone said, you're just pulling the wool over our eyes. You're denying. So that will be called a dictator. Polyanish. Well, he would be anyway, right? So you're being a dictator, but you're just pretending that, you're actually giving us freedom. Like, I wonder if he would have been accused of trying to deceive us. Look, all I know is people like hearing positive sounding things. All right. That's why I go to the movies. It just makes you feel good. Uh, I've watched all of his press conferences. They're the same. They're the same. He's just, he's just always a bit nego. So just, just dial up the happy. We're on the tail end of this curve. Why can't we make the pandemic fun? (laughs) Why do we do that? Remember when we were all baking bread baking and watching bread, Tiger right? King? It yes. was so fun. Yeah, was, wasn't that great? People were still getting sick and dying, but for some reason that was acceptable to be a little bit more positive back then. You know those, those Winston Churchill famous speeches? Everyone yeah. thinks they're so great, but they're so negative. He's all like, <laughs> war this, war that. Yes. Lighten up, Winston. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. So we we'll fight them on the beaches. Oh God! Yeah. Why do we have to ruin our beaches? We're fighting. <laughs> Why not play some volleyball? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Loser, they're out. <laughs> I didn't get an answer from James and Amy. Do you think if he'd done, if he'd taken my line, would he have been skewered for it? Or it sounds would it like something personal received? between you and Dan. Did you actually give him this advice and he didn't take it? No. Amy, I, should have, I bloody should have. What's your thought, Amy? I think, I mean, there's going to be a percentage that skewers him regardless. And so why not try and um, view things through an optimistic lens? Like that's how I kind of choose to navigate the world. And so it's pretty dark and gloomy anyway. So like sell us a bit of hope. I think that would have been so nice. Yep. Spoonful of sugar, mate. Yeah. Helps the vaccine go down. (laughs) Uh, If we had a vaccine, mate, we wouldn't be here. I can't yes. wait for this compulsory vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke a while ago to uh, a doctor, um, Dr. Vyom Sharma. Who oh, is, I've spoken to him, I think. Yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's actually a, a magician as well. Anyways, really? Yeah. He performed, and a children's entertainer. Well, why doesn't he just festival. Like, do some magic and solve this thing? I, exactly. Why does he just make COVID oh go God. away? It's behind your ear. Just, <laughs> <laughs> behind you. Oh, wouldn't that be great? That's a good piece of theatre. You're an artistic type, Nassim. You should do that. Yeah. COVID, the pantomime. Yeah, if I, yeah. <laughs> if we could capture. Anyway, um, we, we, we pressed him on how hard the scientists are working because basically they're the people that this, the whole world is waiting on them. But name for me the top, your top five favourite COVID researchers. Well, there you go. That are, that uh, are solving, that are so, solving or coming up with a vaccine. What? Oh, hang on. Vaccine. That's a yeah, different. Yeah, people that they're are the- trying to forget, figure this whole thing out. Yeah. People that are, they're the ones that we're waiting on, but no one, yeah. we don't see them. We don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, I feel you, like they you clearly be- haven't paid enough attention to Glasses Griffin. Huh? Glasses Griffin. <laughs> what? Sounds like a character. The man with the best glasses of the pandemic. <laughs> glasses Griffin? Yes. What's he do? He, he's working on the vaccine with um, University of Queensland. Okay. Well, the question is, this guy, why yeah. is he spending time getting photos, looking good, <laughs> This is, okay. again, okay. He, so, he's the most so essential work at the moment. You can't see his hands. He was probably doing science with his hands at the time. <laughs> oh, see, see, this is what I'm saying. Everyone, we always make positive assumptions about these guys, whereas actually we're all waiting oh, for them. No, Hang on, a waiting minute ago, weren't you complaining that we didn't know who they were? Exactly. The one guy that we know, what, he's busy. He's busy. <laughs> well, look, whatever it is, we should, either, we, should, they should, we should bring them forward, line them up in front of the country. Here they are, guys. If you see them out about hanging out at the front of a cafe, Going for a long walk. Just tell them to go back to work. Go yeah. back to work. We, seriously, there's no other job right now that's important compared to like that. You know, okay, unless you're actually working in hospitals, but those guys, people need to be on their cases publicly. We just need to know what they look like, have posters of them up around the place, around the world, and just. Well, so they can be yelled at to go back to work. Is that well, what you want? All I don't the understand tactics, what you want. Yelled at. Use the carrot again. Encouragement. Um, uh, give them everything they want. What do you like, guy? What motivates you? Oh, we'll Nazim, you- like lockdown's been re- really hard on you, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been pretty tough, guys. You're, you're all over the place today. <laughs> today, be positive, be negative. Why don't we know them? We know them too much. All I'm trying to say is that. <laughs> Um, how do we know about? how hard they work? I saw an article in the paper about some like Indian looking guy who was walking around St Kilda East asking people, Are you scientists? <laughs> and now it's all making sense. <laughs> Mate, so, so ever since like March, every person in the arts community I know has been trying to convince anyone who will listen, like the whole country, about the importance 
and the fundamental contribution of the arts. And I feel like you have just torched that in about 30 <laughs> seconds. I mean, <laughs> this conversation wasn't the start of that. <laughs> oh, right, okay. As, a, as, an, as an artist, I would say my industry uh, is not as important as, as, as that of the, va- the vaccine industry, okay? okay. Um, so, you know, just... I just think it should be a regular segment. <laughs> now we check in on the scientists. What are you guys up to? Um, how many hours sleep did you have? Ooh, could shave a couple of minutes off that. Um, how long Your did it take conversation you to make- is wasting more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like this segment. Now we check in on the scientists. Hi, are you there? Yes. Why are you there? <laughs> Get back to work. Don't answer the fucking phone. <laughs> The only segment that like self destructs upon its placement. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! It's so dumb. It's actually brilliant. You should yeah. actually do that. <laughs> I'll well, see if I can get your glasses, Griffin's contact. He's once a lovely I find guy. out who these guys oh. are, I'll get the I'll get the posters printed. And um, I love that so much. I really actually like if and if we did that, it should like a whole episode should every episode should just build up over the half hour or whatever <laughs> to the moment where we call glasses Griffin. Then we call him and we just hear him say hello. Then we immediately yeah. hang up and you're just like and then the last word is Naz just saying unbelievable. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard a bird. I think he's outside. <laughs> he's in Queensland, isn't he? He's allowed to be wherever he wants. Yeah, he's allowed to be wherever the, what is it, the baby fetuses that apparently is the, isn't that the, the well, I don't know what, honestly, <laughs> I don't me? understand 80% of what you said today. What's the baby you know what? fetus test? Oh, there's always, sorry, you're right, Willie. I'm all over the shop. I'm all also, right. what that. is our baby but fetus? Two, I don't even think that makes sense. There's, uh, if you As spend time to an on, adult fetus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, sorry. You're meant, an adult fetus. No, 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 babies, I mean, they um, not cadavers. I can't remember. Something about they're trying to find the cure for the vaccine in dead people, and that's what's going to be in the vaccine, according to these conspiracy theorists. It's a oh. ridiculous claim. Uh, don't air this part of the, the interview in case. This is going out. What I love about this moment is that not only have you decided to share a conspiracy theory. You've done it as a complete non sequitur, like out of the blue. Oh god! Well, thanks, Waleed, for uh, for coming on. Really, and and um, I appreciate that because it's been something that's just really it's created fractures within th- the three of us. So I think I feel there's been some healing. It's a weird one tonight. though because I really don't know who won. Can you do like a general out? Because I don't know which of these tropics is going to be the one that we're like signing off on. I genuinely don't know well, which, which of one's going to be the general topic of the podcast. So like. <laughs> Thanks uh, for listening to all of that content. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Foolie. That was that was so much uh, good chat. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on, Waleed. Um, I'll let you get back to uh, looking at your bookshelf. No, no, that means we've talked about the bookshelf. You can't no. commit to anything, mate. No. Why can't you just say, James, I dare you not to make one damn edit? <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest. Um, Waleed, thanks for coming on. We know you're very busy looking at your gold logie, so uh, thanks for taking time out from that. <laughs> That's pretty generic. Yeah. Yeah, so. Sort of.